And it's something about seeing a grown man pull something out of another man's ass. I'm very horny. Very horny. He's either doped up or he's like pretending like he's doped up. What does he mean, get out of the way? That means get your fucking dick out of here. <laughs> what do you mean, passing the mashed potatoes? They touch knuckles. The reason for the season is pleasing. If an asshole gets his ass kicked, you cheer for the guy kicking the asshole's ass. Give me a rest hole. Why the fuck is Jeff Hardy's face on the cover of the poster for this motherfucker? That made me so mad, I, I, I checked to see how much time was left in the events. What does he mean? Get the fuck out of the way! Put the cameraman in the booth. You are wrong. Chugging butts. This little package. You're out of your fucking mind. Stop dancing. Stop cursing people. You don't have mythical powers. You're not an artiste. You're an asshole. Did you just start watching wrestling, you asshole? Maybe. A Bret Hart sharpshooter is better than a Canadian destroyer? One is a hold and one is a maneuver. Submarine and Rolls Royces aren't inside the wrestling ring. Let me taste you. Testify. Testify. This is the second show in a row we've seen somebody get pegged. Mamacita, why you dee what you dee? <laughs> has eyes in the back of his head or out his asshole. Cheese grater on the nard, but I don't care what they fucking do anymore. Fucking take it back. You are absolutely wrong. Uh, no, 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 no. The Canadian Destroyer is better than the Sharpshooter. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents The Hero of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Banks. Handsome Kevin. How you doing over there, Handsome Kevin? Doing good, man. I'm here for your ass. How's the year of Duke and Rogue? And today we are covering <laughs> TNA Genesis 2005. And this is the last show that we're covering for our fifth season of episodes. I'm very horny. Very horny. So this is the 13th one, man. This has been a nice long season. I'm happy to be getting away from this. Yeah. But I think we're, I think they're trending in the right direction, though. We'll get into it here. But I thought I thought there was a lot of good in that last show, and maybe a little bit of good here. Okay. I'm glad that you have thoughts on it. I just want to get as far away from TNA as we can get right now. It's like that episode of Boy Meets World where he's got the, the girl that's singing the songs and the sun shines, smiles for me, and I feel, I feel good. good. Yeah, and Eric finally fucking snaps, and he's like, I don't even just want to get away from you. I want you to ship you as far away from here as possible. I want you to send you to the planet Fafuga. <laughs> that's, what, that's how I feel like. I just I need to get away from this shit. Well, this son of a bitch took place live from the Impact Zone on November 13, 2005, in front of 900. So since we left off, Double J defeated Rhino to regain that NWA title. Petey won a three-way dance to face AJ for that X-Division championship. And then he actually defeated him last week on Impact in the Canadian Destroyer versus Styles Clash match. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. So. So, coming into this event, we're told there's going to be a big free agent making his debut. So, in more somber news, Eddie Guerrero passed away earlier in the day at a hotel uh, right down the way in Minneapolis. So, they dedicate the show to him, and we might as well start it off with a moment of silence 
Freddy Guerrero. Yeah, moment of silence, Eddie G. Latino he. <laughs> we lie, we cheat, we steal. Mamacita, why you d what you d? <laughs> a lot of good stuff that, from Eddie. That was a big loss, man. I think he was about 40. 38. Okay. 38. Damn. Take it easy, yeah. Eddie. Yeah, he would have been great in the X division. Like, who in the division do you think would have given him the, the best match? No. No. No, 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 no. Eddie was fine just where he was. He needed to stay in the in the Federation. He didn't need to be in TNA. Would he have been great? Yes. He would have been fantastic. He might even taught these sons of bitches to slow down a little bit. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm just I'm saying he left a lot on the table, right? Oh, he absolutely did. You know? I think I would probably go. I would really like to see Eddie and Daniels. I mean, I think the easy answer yeah. is Eddie, Eddie and Styles. But that's just the that's just the easy no brainer. But from like a match standpoint, I think Eddie and Daniels would have been fun. I agree. Well, there's two matches on the pre-show. Shark Boy pinned Nigel McGinnis. And the Diamonds in the Rough defeated the Naturals. In Wait a second. Package. The Naturals go from being tag team champions to being featured for multiple pay-per-views to the pre-show? Fighting the Diamonds in the Rough? Getting beat. Fucking great, man. They know how to build them, don't they? <laughs> it's another pretty cool opening package. And maybe we'll get to this on the review show. You got a favorite opening package this year? Mine. I kind of yeah. like the, uh, I know you didn't care for it, but I kind of like when they did the football theme. Dun, dun, dun. No, that sucked. We'll talk about it on the on the rap show, but if you had to hold a gun to my head, I like the one that was confusing where time was going in reverse. Oh, yeah, that was that was a trip. Yeah. yeah was- so I when this started with all the presidents and stuff like that, I started writing them down. I was like, ah, JFK, got it. Clint, got it. And then I, I couldn't name one of them, so I just gave up. <laughs> Presidential Open. Did you know all the presidents that they were showing there? You're a history guy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't write them down, so I don't. Oh, got don't the, remember them. Don't got the list of them. No, oh, it's okay. And then they they cut into the impact zone after that open, and a lot of fans are chanting Eddie, except for one particular fan who was trying to chant Eddie, and it was a. Can you guess what uh, what this this fan who this fan's favorite hero was that couldn't keep up with the chant of Eddie? It was Jeff Hardy? Yeah, yeah, it was one of those Jeff Hardy Nazi oh. youth shoplifters, and it's an easy chant: Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. And for some reason, they're all offbeat. So it was like he was trying to fill. He was trying to do a drum fill with his Eddies. Settle down, that Jeff Hardy guy, gal. I couldn't really figure that one out either. But Jeff Hardy fan, I guess. Where they they look like they took a dip in some paint? Yeah, camo paint. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Two things I hate, camouflage and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh, for two. Yeah. And, and, and not being able to chant correctly. Come on, man. Chanting's important. Yeah. Let's start off here. We got Raven. He's going to be taking on a mystery opponent. Larry Legend's in there. He's accompanied by a security guy. Doesn't look very intimidating, the security guy. 
No, his security guy doesn't look intimidating, but I'll tell you what, Larry Legend looks like a stud, man. That's a very that's a very fine looking Morphoplex shirt that he's wearing. <laughs> I know you love Larry, and uh, I I hate to break the news to you here, but this is our last show. There's going to be a blow off match between Raven and Zabisco coming up that we're going to miss. <sighs> is it worth continuing on? I don't think so, man. I don't think so either, and that's the part that sucks. So I want to see Larry. I think it's a loser leaves town too. It's uh, there's intrigue. That is intriguing. I just don't want to watch any more TNA. Uh, but he looked good, man. That Morphoplex shirt's great. It was a nice Morphoplex shirt. Larry Legend gives Raven a couple options. He can either sign this thing and leave, or he's going to make his life a living hell. Raven flips him off, and then Legend brings up this girlfriend. You know, second, third show in a row here. We're getting, you know, mystery gal tease. Right. Maybe three-way dance, mystery gal, Larry <laughs> Raven. You're thinking they're going to make the H for May, chef? <laughs> Perhaps. I think Perhaps. they're putting her on rotisserie. <laughs> huh? A little spit roast. <laughs> <laughs> you think Larry Legend, you think he's a backdoor man? Oh, I think Larry Larry Legend will walk through any damn door is open. And if it ain't open, he'll kick it down. So Raven lunges at the Legend, leaves the ring, and out comes P.J. Palaco, the former just incredible Aldo Montoya. So this guy owes you money. Yeah. <laughs> he does. You want to elaborate? Uh, I mean, it's it's more of an off-air story, I think. But, yeah, uh, 50 bucks there, buddy boy. You get a just incredible chant early on. Raven's rocking the kilt. Palaco's got the jeans and the black T-shirt. The opening of this match is really rough. And I thought this was good. I thought this was going to be a fun match to watch. But it was almost like they were doing like a like a shoot wrestling match. In the beginning, I didn't really, I couldn't really follow what the fuck they were doing, and it bothered me because I like Raven, and I was always a just incredible fan up until the point where I, he owes me, but like I just don't know what was what was going on. Yeah, it was pretty sloppy, Joe, early on. Yeah, Raven gets Polacco in a face lock, gets out of it, gives uh, Raven a knee to the old bread basket. So both these guys are former ECW champs, hardcore champs. They battle to the outside. Polacco tosses Raven into the guardrail and then back in the ring. Looks like Raven has a nasty cut on his torso. You see that? No. I don't remember. Somebody shanked him, maybe? I don't think anybody. Who's going to shank Raven? He's a swell swell lad. Maybe one of Larry's guys? Okay, well, if Larry authorized it, he was right to do so. PJ locks in a dragon sleeper. Nice to see that one. Yeah, but it looked really shitty. You just saying that because he owes you money? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not tainted on the fact that he might not be the best, uh, you know. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't maybe keep his word, but uh, watching it, I was like, man, that's just not a good dragon sleeper. 
He sends Raven to the outside, follows him out, and goes for that kendo stick. And Cassie Riley shows up and just gets just gets the business with that thing. Good. It's like that was his spot. He just runs out there right into the kendo stick. So he's a Raven disciple, I suppose. That is, yeah, it's like a new, deal. you know, maybe a new flock. His old he's, flock left him, or he left his old flock. Now he's got to find some new birds to go flying with. I remember earlier in the season he was talking about having no friends and stuff. Remember that? Well, he still doesn't have any friends, but he he does have a follower. Oh, okay. Right, there's a big difference. Well, Falaco swings for Raven on the outside and ends up hitting the post. And Raven's back in control. He goes for the DDT, gets blocked. PJ goes for a kick. And Raven catches him with the ankle lock. I think I hear a tap, 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 tap chant. Yeah, there was uh that was actually I kinda liked that that counter. Just catching the leg and throwing him in the ankle lock. Oh yeah. Now he goes for the super kick, which is one of his, you know, one of the moves that uh, is in his his particular move set. Just the catch right into the ankle lock looked really smooth. I think that was the first thing that I like during this match watching. I went, well, that looked really good. Why did you right. open up with that bullshit? Like, this is good. That's that's a good work well together. Well, PJ he hits a DDT, only gets a two, and then Raven hits his DDT, picks up the win. So Raven must put some more stink on it than PJ, right? He's got more stink to put on it, yeah. There Plus, he doesn't, he doesn't owe me anything, so. <laughs> and we get a stare down between Larry Legend and uh, Raven. Next up, we got a video package. We got this never-ending feud between 3LK and Team Canada happening. And in this one, it's going to be six-man tag in a Canadian hockey stick fight. Bet you love this one. No. <laughs> no, I did not. I will say this, though. It looked pretty it, pretty cool. Like the visual of having all those those damn poles around the ring and then the stick in the pool, the pole. The visual of it, it kind of worked for me. The match concept itself does not. Well, we should add that Kip James, Mr. Ass, he's the special guest referee. We get the French in the back with 3LK. Jizzle talks about folks leaving the sinking ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he takes that <laughs> WWE shot. And it's it's so comical to me. Like, people are leaving the sinking ship. How many times has WWF, WWE, WWWF been a sinking ship? All right. Not many. And now he thinks that TNA is like... Oh, everybody's life preserver. Has he not watched the product over the course of the last 12 months? Get your head out of your ass, Jizzle. So this is two out of 2005. Yeah. That's what, uh, 19 years ago. I think they were doing pretty good still. Uh, I, I think they were doing probably much better than TNA. They're up, they're traveling. They're on, you know, network tv right. they're not stuck on the impact zone you right know. they're not on the impact zone on a saturday night time slot on spike check yes so cohen zone he still don't trust kip but they're gonna go out there and do the damn thing anyways so i mean the props for originality this has to be the first match of 
match was tied. I have but, never heard of a six-sided <laughs> stick match. So Canada goes for the sticks right away. We get we get a melee. So should this be a tag match? Yeah, oh boy. It goes back and forth throughout the match, but I mean, does it make any sense to have it be a tag match? Here's here's what I'll say. Under normal circumstances, no. But best referee we've seen all year is Kip James. (laughs) And he keeps the order. And because of that, I will say, yes, it should be a tag team match. Because he knows the rules. He's the only official we've seen. Every fucking pay-per-view we watch, he's the only one that knows the goddamn rules. Why is that? I don't know, man. He Well, to illustrate your point, EY goes for that stick and ass stops him because he's not the legal man. That's probably what you're talking about. I got to yeah. ask you, though, what do you think about his ref gear? Kind of reminded me, remember when Shawn Michaels wore that ref shirt and he kind of tied it like, uh, you know, like in the front, like uh, like a chick on the beach shirt? Like a girly man. <laughs> yeah, and then he, yeah. then he then he stuffed his trousers. Uh, yeah, with old Derek Small's action. <laughs> you, you take uh, Kip James in his ref gear or Jerry Lynn in his? Oh, that's a good question. So while I don't think that the those I don't know what are they booty shorts? <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that Kip James wearing booty shorts is necessarily the appropriate attire for a referee. But he he even with booty shorts, he looks more professional than JL did in jeans. Yeah, and he, he is a you know, he's doing a pretty good job out there, man. I'll give that to you. Truth gets in there. He gets the stick. Then he gets knocked down by Rude. This is something that we see, too. Is going for the stick a bad move? <laughs> it seems like every time somebody goes for it, they get slammed down. No, I don't. I think they're just uh, prematurely going for the stick. I think you got to, you know, you got to wear down your opponent enough and then go and for the sl- stick. Yeah, and then slide, slide, it slide it in there. Yeah. Uh how did you laugh? I, I laughed almost uncontrollably when Jizzle goes for the stick and he changes his mind because it's too high. <laughs> yeah. It was just it, like it was a it was a very silly spot, but made me laugh just almost uncontrollably. <laughs> he gets up there, he's like he's kind of reaching for it. He just changes his mind. He's like, no, it's too high. It's too high. <laughs> and then he takes truth and he's like, you go get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the Cohen Zone and Young get in there, and then I I got to kick out a Conan putting the put a shoe on the stick. Throws it at EY, who sells it like a champ. Well, yeah, that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's he puts a he's got a hockey stick, and he takes his shoe off and puts it on the stick. Like the stick's gonna go for a walk, and then he like stabs at him with the hockey stick. So shoes are generally, you know, made out of softer stuff than a hockey stick. Yeah, I mean it's funny, 
but that's its only function. Right. Because he, a lot better out just clobbering him with the stick, you know, if he's looking to inflict punishment. Oh, Rude BG, they get back in there, and BG's got the stick. Rude hits an electric chair drop, hits an elbow drop. Get A1 in there. And again, every time he goes for the stick, he gets nailed. I just think don't think they want him to be involved in these reindeer games. A1's been the weakest link, you know. Well, it's clearly, yeah. Yeah. We got another melee. So we had we had Kip kind of keep in charge there for about five minutes. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was doing a great job of fishing. He did lose a little bit of control of this match. And, like, watching, I was, like, writing, you know, taking my notes, looking at it, taking my notes, looking at it. I was like, wait a second, ass. You're losing control, ass. Rude lands a... Uh... Death Valley driver and a big elbow drop. Meanwhile, Cone's going to town and EY. Rude goes for a stick. It looks like we're going to have a duel. Shall we <laughs> have a duel? <laughs> you got anything on the duel? <laughs> no. Because <I> <laughs> who was uh, it? it? Was It was Tanae that was... It was Tanae that was infatuated... With the duel, right in the in the old, the last run of episodes we did, was there a duel last time? Yeah, yeah, there was. They would grab or the dead chairs. Oh yeah, and they said they were dueling like medieval knights with chairs. <laughs> <laughs> After the duel, three LK hits a uh, well, truth hits a leg drop to EY leg drop to EY's ball bag with the hockey stick. 3LK picks up the win, and then Cohen shakes Kip's hand. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. They didn't shake hands. And the reason the reason why I'm correcting on you on this one is because of T, T, Mike TNA. They don't shake hands. They, they do a fist bump. And, and Mike TNA loses his fucking mind. All they do is do a fist bump, and he screams out, They touch knuckles! You would have thought that it was mankind falling off hell in a cell the way he reacted. Hasn't this story been brewing for way too long, though? Nah. He's, nah. Been, wait- he's been waiting for it, man. They touched knuckles! <laughs> oh, my God. They touched <laughs> Oh, man. Has so has watching this and and I don't mean to cut you off before we move into the next portion here, but has watching this made you lose an appreciation for Mike TNA? This this season in general? Yes. Yeah, I don't like him as a leading man. No. You know, which is what he is here. He's a very nice accent piece. Mm-hmm. But he should never be featured. I know the weren't these two in the booth for like another ten years or so. I mean, it was a while. I, I don't know how long it was. Like maybe he got better at it. I don't know, but no, they, pull, they pulled uh, they pulled West out of the booth. I forget who stepped into the booth, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not a fan. Well, we get French in the back with the BS and James Mitchell. We're talking about the new guy. Mitchell says he's better not be budging in line for a title shot. Talks about barbed wire and how uh, 
Abess had to go to therapy <laughs> because of his his fear of barbed wire. Uh, and then Abyss crushes an egg, which is meant to represent Sabu, I think. So there are a couple of things about this promo. First, he says uh, they he opens up the pus-ridden scab. And if it's ridden, wouldn't it be gone? Hmm. Wouldn't it be pus-riddled? I'm not sure. Yeah, I just, I don't know why. Watching it popped into my head. And then he, Abyss shows the egg, and it had, like, the head wrap. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Like Sabu had, which was, I don't know, I thought that was funny, but then he cracks it over his own head. Got a big headbutt store, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It was, that was a very strange, uh, James Mitchell does have these strange promos, but that this one was... Didn't do didn't didn't really move my needle. All right, man. Well, we got the big reveal here. You know, the guy who jumped ship. It's Christian Cage. The big acquisition from up north. He says he didn't come here, do the same stuff week <laughs> after week. And then something about seeing a grown man pull something out of another man's ass. Which TNA is just <sighs> He's in paradise here, man. Just flipping out, you know, about touching knuckles, and now he's just—it's moving for today. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's a big reveal that it's Christian, which is—I like Christian. I, yeah, I've—I've I've never disliked him. I just thought he's—he's a, he's a great hand. But they're treating it as if fucking Macho just jump ship, or you know, Diesel just jump ship. Right, Christian's—I mean, Christian's great, but you got to remember what he was doing when he was no longer with the company. I don't know—I don't know or remember the exact details if he did get released or if they did just have his contract. Run. I don't remember any of that shit. But I—it's I, so silly to just show up. I'm guessing that the last crowd he's in front of when he was working for WWE was probably in the ballpark of ten thousand, eight to ten, and now he I'd shows up in that- the. He shows up in the impact zone in front of 900 strong. They're all chanting his name, man. I get it. I just I just didn't really, it didn't really do much for me. And I didn't think there was a reason to, they keep on firing these shots, man. There's no reason for it. Focus on yourself. Focus on making your own shit better. He says he's coming to fulfill his destiny, destiny and win that NWA title because that's how he rolls. And Scott Demore comes out. He wants to recruit Christian for Team Canada. He's a Canadian. Makes sense. Yeah, it would make sense. Bobby Roode's out there, and he's pissed. Tells Cage about the great opportunity he has and says you're either with us or against us, and he wants an answer. And Demore whips out that Team Canada shirt. Sweet the deal. Christian says it's the right size, but he doesn't know if it's the right fit. Hmm. That's actually, I like that line. It's a good line. And I like that shirt a lot, too. Oh, yeah? You think they still produce those? I bet you could get get one, maybe at PWTs.com, which... Well, if I was going to go to PWTs.com, I'd probably just go slash Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast, and then I would just buy one of our shirts. Yeah, we got a couple, uh, we got a Tots. Down under Pounder, we got a year of Duke and Road, we got Gorilla Brain, and we got an Arch Plow. We got them all, man. That's enough. All right. Well, 
what do you think? A pretty decent reveal debut? Uh, for as good as Trishan is, I just think it was too overhyped. Very talented yeah, guy. You're right. He's always been good, but I think it was just probably a little bit too overhyped. I think at the, the time of his his acquisition, he wasn't... Like he wasn't a tag team champion at that point. He wasn't in the IC champion picture at the you know at that point. I don't remember exactly where he was in WWE, but he probably wasn't too high up on the card. So right. it didn't it didn't feel like a giant deal that he was he was leaving. Um, yeah, not the not the biggest thing. The other thing that. I read when I was kind of looking into this a little bit more because I, I want to get a little better idea of where he was at. Uh, I went down the wrong rabbit hole instead of finding out where he was at when he left and went down like the TNA side of it. And he was on their list. Like he was like number four or three or something like that of greatest moments in TNA history when they released their, their DVD. Just him showing up. I was going to say, not a lot of great no. moments if if you're, one of your top five greatest moments is Christian just showing up. Yeah. You take this Christian debut or you take the Christian debut in AEW? I'd probably go AEW. Yeah, because by that time, he's all, he's a world champion. You know? yeah. yeah. By this he's, time, he's, uh, yeah, you're right. He's just not at that phase in his career where, right. yeah. All right, we got the French in the back with Monty. Another guy is getting leapfrogged by the new guy for a title shot. Monty's not a fan of that. Says Cage reeks, but not of awesomeness. And if he comes into the Serengeti, the only thing that will roll out is his head. He's going hunting, he says. Okay, <laughs> gonna acquire up. So this next one, we got Pounce versus Jeff Hardy. They say it's a contenders match. I hate this. Hate, hate this, man. And I'm not even like looking at the fact that I'm not a Jeff Hardy fan, but he crawls. He crawls like a fucking doper. He's either doped up or he's like pretending like he's doped up. Yeah, like crawling, stumbling, bumbling. And he's, it's just the, it's the, the the silliest stuff, man. Like, you're just doing weird shit, all right? That's all you're doing. You're not artistic. You're not creative. You're not an enigma. You're just a weird fuck. They love him in the impact zone, though, man. I don't know that they do, because the crowd was not 100% behind him. I heard some hearty chants. He is one and, guy. He's kind of a baffling case. Like, no matter how many times he screws up and gets thrown out, he always gets, you know, big pops. Yeah, not from me. Not from me. And no. then early, <laughs> early in this fuck, early in this this match, he like, he like curses Monty. Like, what are you doing? You don't have you don't have the powers to curse somebody. You're high. And then he does like a dance. What what are you doing, man? Are you on the peyote? <laughs> you're trying to curse people and dance when you're coming down. You're gonna get your shitty fucking song. Were you doing ayahuasca maybe, at the top of Mount Profession? Maybe you got some uh, peyote in the Serengeti. 
But you can find some there. Cactus. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's probably where it originates from. So Doper was probably like, "Hey guys, you think I can work with Monty? <laughs> I'd really like to do a program with Monty if you if you could if you could set that up. I'd love to work with Monty. He is actually from the Serengeti, right? <laughs> no, Jeff, he doesn't have drugs. <laughs> do you still want well, to work with him? A- oh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this time, uh, Monty's had enough of uh, Jeff's bullshit. Picks him up in a fallaway slam. Goes for pounce and misses, sent to the outside. Hardy goes for a baseball slide and is denied. And I write, there's a shitload of signs at ringside. Didn't even pop up to you, pop out to you as uh, no. good. No. I'll be honest with you, man. Watching this one, I was just trying to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll try and be quick with the rundown here. So Jeff gets tossed into the crowd. Climbs on a safety rail, crashes down on Monty. Just barely pulled that one off. Holds up his... It's a weird pin. He's he's always doing this weird shit, man. Holds his legs up like he's holding them up for somebody else to hit him in the nards and then drops his legs yeah. on Monty's legs and pins his shoulders to the mat. Yeah. That was a mouthful. Uh, when they were on the outside... I, I do gotta I, I, we gotta talk about this for at least a second here. When they are on the outside, Monty yells, Get out of the way. And Tanae says, What does he mean get out of the way? What the fuck do you suppose it means? <laughs> he just told you to get out of the way. Fucking move is what it means. Monty yells for him to get out of the oh, way. And, and Mike Tanae says, What does he mean get out of the way? What do you what do you mean? What does he mean? What does it always mean when somebody says, get out of the way? It means get your fucking dick out of here. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like, it's so frustrating for me, right? Because always, like when we were younger, listening to, to Mike TNA, when he came on WCW programming, he always seemed interesting, right? He always seemed like a, an intelligent guy, like a guy you can learn from. And now he's the lead in the box and he sucks. What does he mean, get right. out of the way? It'd be like if we were at dinner and I said, hey, man, pass me the mashed potatoes. And you said, what do you mean, pass me the mashed potatoes? <laughs> what do you mean? How many different ways can you articulate the point <laughs> of fucking move? Damn. Sorry, I, that that made me rage and I, we had to talk. I just don't get it. I get out of the way. It's... What do you mean, get out of the way? <laughs> He's no Tony Schiavone or Bobby Heaton or Jim Ross Gorilla. He's he's the worst that we've encountered. Yes, so he is. Well, play guy. by play by play guy. Yeah, absolutely the worst. All right, man. We're having an elimination X match next. Wait, did you want to get to the end of the Hardy Pounce match? <laughs> I just want to say fuck it. Oh shit! That's right. <laughs> so. Hardy misses a flying man, and then both guys go down after double clothesline. Jeff hits the corkscrew plancha, does that wishbone leg drop to Monty's ball bag. Goes for a twist of fate that's countered, and countered again through twist of fate, but Monty's head doesn't go around. <laughs> There's no twist. It's just in, right. like, it's just a fate. fate. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff goes for the swanton and misses. We get a big pounce, and Monty gets the win so the right guy won here yeah and after he does get the pounce the crowd chanted one more time so i think the crowd's 
wisen up to this bullshit. Stop dancing. Stop cursing people. You don't have mythical powers. You're not an artiste. You're an asshole. All right. Now we're on to the Elimination X match. So this is essentially a Survivor Series match, and uh, it's around Thanksgiving time. You know, it's kind of coincidental that they put this on here. But it should be good. We got, uh, we're going to have Roderick Strong, Shelly, Daniels, and Joe. Taking on Bentley, Saban, Sanjay Dutt, and Austin Aries. Well, the French is in the back with the heels. Joe's not there. But Daniel says he'll be there when the time is right. Which one of these teams do you like? I don't think I like either team, but I do like certain performers within the matches. I like Joe. Oh, yeah. You know, Aries Aries did some good stuff, with the exception of that fucking pendulum elbow. Dot, I love Dot. Dot's always good. Shelly? What do you think of that hat that Shelly's wearing? You know, I like Shelly. He's one of those guys to me. You can he can wear pretty much any hat he wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? So Bentley is out there. We get the Bentley bounce. We get to see Tracy bounce her way down to ringside. Oh yeah, you like that? Oh yeah, you like the Tracy bounce? Yes, sir. Because I like of her better than the Bentley bounce. Because of her, the biggins, her, her jubilees. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's a lot of action in this one. I almost gave up writing notes for this motherfucker. It was just too fast. It's like a half hour long. It's like a half hour of of almost no selling. It was frustrating. So they call Daniel's team the Ministry. Is he supposed to be like a... They're not like a stable, are they? It's supposed to be like the beginning of something, right? Must be. uh, I don't think he was... He had that like collar thing last time. We were yeah. giving him some shit for that. Well, he's the fallen angel, oh. Christopher Daniels. I right. probably wouldn't have Taker's probably... Ministry. It's that's about five years in the rear view. Right. That's what I was going to say. You can't really go ministry if you're Daniels. You can't. It's a, it's it's been done recently enough where you can't rehash that. You got to have something new, like the Church of Fallen Angel. Man, well, I'll just uh, try not to spend forever on this, but I got fucking page and a half of shit here. So Jesus Christ! Okay, the only thing I want to talk about is uh, <laughs> Tut gets uh, gets Joe with a boot, and then somebody else yells, "Sanjay, are you all right?" <laughs> fucking care the camera, the sound picked it up perfectly. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, there was a triple Man, dive to the floor. That was fine. Uh, I know you. I know you like Sanjay, but I'm he's kinda the most guilty culprit of doing too much. Like he's just moving a hundred miles an hour the whole time. Anyways. Did you like the sprinkler? The sprinkler? Yeah, it's kinda like the uh you know, the Undertaker's old school while he's walking on the ropes. He does the old sprinkler dance move. Oh yeah. That yeah. was good. Oh uh, that was nice. And I, I'm guessing this is probably about halfway through the match. I just wrote down, not hating the match. It's just too many moving parts. 
Well, everybody's in the ring. They triple team Joe, send him out, and then Dutt, Saban, and Strong. I'll go for Flying Man, which you covered. Aries and Strong get back in there. The referee's counting other guys down during the melee. Fucking amateur. Ass should be the ref for all these matches. Ass is the best official we've seen. Yeah. So we get uh, Brainbuster by Aries and a 450. There goes Strong. One thing that bothered me about this match is I knew the order of guys who were going to be eliminated. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, you just look at them. They're placed on the card. You know it's going to be Strong and then Aries. Yep. And then probably what, Sanjay and then Saban. No, Saban's last. Sanjay and then uh, Shelly. Yeah. So that that kind of bothered me because once they started falling, I knew what was coming. But the uh, the end of this thing, something else. I mean, Joe gets slams everybody down from a Tower of Doom. Joe and Bentley exchange kicks. Um, Daniels and Joe team up for a buster. Locks and choke. Bentley's out of there. So that was actually that was actually pretty good. Uh, I do want to say Bentley had a nice Bentley had a nice top rope elbow. That probably should have been that probably should have been his finish. And then the transfer from Daniels to uh, to the muscle buster looked really good. That was that was a cool that was a that unique was spot. It flowed nice. They did a good job there. Um, then you get to what was it? Joe. Joe got his muscle buster blocked, and then the wings on uh, on Saban. Is that the finish? Yeah. Daniels yeah. and Joe are victorious. Yep. And Joe was and then Daniel. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Joe was pissed, and I don't understand that. He won. He wanted the win, man. He got the win. His team won. I guess he wanted the pin. Well, that's just being that's just being shellfish. Man, if these guys stayed together, what a team, right? Now, anybody gonna beat these guys? No, man, they don't. They they don't. They don't gel good, man. They don't work together. <laughs> yeah, I can't really see Samoa Joe being a ministry guy. They fuck like they they've teamed one time, and look what happens. He's an island guy. Yeah, you're right. I mean. Yeah, Joe really gives it to him here at the end. Gives him the chair, kicks his head to the guardrail, busts him open, wipes the blood on his chest. TNA just losing it, telling us this goes against everything the X Division stands for. <laughs> he nails a buster and then hits him with another buster on the chair. I like this spot. Because if he wasn't enough of a badass already, this clearly establishes him as this ruthless badass right okay but here's the here's the part that's confusing both is he giving it to a bad guy both are heels yeah yeah both are heels and when one heel turns on another heel generally it's the result of a what would become a face turn but in this situation joe turns as a heel turns on his heel partner but he does it so over the top that you don't know if he's like, is he turning face now? Like he went the extra mile probably to make it to try and garner sympathy on Daniels. But Daniels yeah. has been a slimy heel this this entire run of episodes. I don't like I don't like having 
a heel turn on a heel in this fashion. It does get some sympathy for Daniels, of course, and uh, I guess it would make sense if he became a face. But but you're if, right; he's he's been a pretty he's a ministry guy. And, and I'm saying, like, if an asshole gets his ass you know? kicked, why uh, all of a sudden are you, you going to cheer for him? If an asshole gets his ass kicked, you cheer for the guy kicking the asshole's ass. I guess unless the guy kicking the asshole's ass is a bigger asshole. Well. Steve Austin, right? You know, yeah, I know. He's, he's, I'm aware. Got, I'm he familiar. Got over, he got he got over as being an asshole who kicked, you know, assholes as asses, right? So it'd be interesting to see. I'm betting that Joe probably gets cheered from here on out, right? So in that, it's it's a weird way to make a face turn, but he he was getting cheered anyways. I I don't think I don't think he does. I think he's he's heel. You, you think he's. Yeah, I mean, he did just kill a guy. Yeah. I don't know. We're ending the, <laughs> the season of this show, so we might never know, and that's okay. Are <laughs> you okay with that? <laughs> so that was a pretty good match. Lots of action. Too much. Probably a little too much action, yeah. Yeah. Give me a rest hold. I don't know if there was one in that match. No, besides, man, give me a classic like nerve hold. We had a sub, right? Like you always choke somebody out. Yeah, yeah. I suppose there is that. I'll give you that. So France is in the back with AMW and Double J. Double J talks about being right about the outsiders coming in. He probably signed them. Come on now. And AMW says 3D should have stayed dead buried. <laughs> And then Double J's like, you're either with us or against us, Christian. Not Double J's best work. He's been a pretty funny guy for the past few times out, but this is pretty straightforward, yeah. Double J. So they'll be taking on Rhino in 3D later on. Next up, we got Don at the ambulance. Daniel's getting loaded in there. There's a... Uh, I should add that uh, AJ Styles, you know, he didn't approve of that. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was out there. He just, he showed concern. So that's probably what, you know, AJ Styles being a super face, that's probably the, the angle that they're going with it to get CD to, to be a face. But it, it, I, it didn't do much for me. So here's a fun fact. I like fun jo- facts. Joe will remain undefeated. Until Genesis 2006. So, he starts off his TNA run with a year and a half undefeated run. And he's defeated by Kurt Angle. That's pretty good. That's how you build a guy right there. (laughs) No, I mean, it it really isn't. That's that's how they built Goldberg. Goldberg sucked. Joe was good. Well, Joe was good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, fuck. Before I forget, hold on. Don't, sorry, don't mean to cut you off, but I don't want to forget this because I need to. I need to ask you. It's very important. It's a very important question. I'm going to ask you. Why the fuck is Jeff Hardy's face on the cover of the poster for this motherfucker? I mean, he he wrestled. Yeah, in like this match, right? In like the third match. I saw that, and I here's my theory, and I don't have anything. This is just a. This is just a blind theory of mine. They realize what they have in him, but they already produced all of the, 
you know, all the art had already been done and pumped out. I think they probably had bigger plans for him. But then they realized what they were dealing with. The guy who, you know, mysteriously misses flights, crawls to the ring and tries to curse people. And they went, we can't, we can't, this is not going to work. That's just a blind theory. That's I got nothing. It's baseless. That's but, very possible. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he's penciled in for a title match or something. Or to have the title now, you know. But that would make sense. So we got the Abyss Sabu package. You guys are involved in a pretty, uh, pretty nice little rivalry here. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like these two together. Abyss is out there first. He's got a chair. James Mitchell and TNA tells us to check out TNAWrestling.com to get updates on Christopher <laughs> Daniels. Did you did you ever watch TNAWrestling.com? No. Okay, I did. You? Hell yeah. Pretty good. It was wasn't bad, man. Like back then, internet was so bad that you would have to like you have to hit play and then pause and then wait for like two hours for a fifteen minute <laughs> match to load a, and then hit play. Yep. Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I went there. I, I checked some stuff out. I probably checked some stuff out at your place. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, checked but out a lot of my stuff t- at my place. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The light goes out and Sabu's in the ring. He's got his arm covered, pretending to have barbed wire on his arm, but he didn't. Playing some mind games with the big fella. Sets up that chair, does that springboard splash on top to the outside. Getting some huge air. Doesn't take long before he goes for the table. Sets it up and looks like we're saving <laughs> after later. <laughs> is that, is, I don't know how far into the match you jumped. Two things I want to say. One, uh, some point early on in the match, Abyss runs to do a splash. And he runs like he's got one of those hockey sticks straight up his ass. His legs are all out to the side. And he's waving his arm. He runs like you've heard the term fuck me running. He runs like he's getting yeah. fucked up the ass. <laughs> It was hilarious. And then when Sabu gets to the outside, and I, I don't know if this is where you're at or not yet, but Sabu goes to the outside, and Sabu just yells, get the fuck out of my way to the cameraman. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know what the cameraman didn't say? The cameraman didn't say, what does he mean, get the fuck out of my way? <laughs> he just got the fuck out of the way. How can a cameraman oh, have a better grasp on the English language than Mike DNA, the guy who's trusted to speak the language and call the match? He's supposed to paint the picture. Put the cameraman in the booth. <laughs> Man, I don't think we had any like guest guys in the booth this year. That would have been nice. So, something. Something to change it Throw up. Throw Larry or Dusty in there. Dusty in the booth would have. Dusty would have been for yeah, sure. That would have, yeah, that would have helped him and Donnie West. Yeah, yeah. Because no, then the, you don't have uh, a play-by-play guy. You just, you just got to fucking. You're just sitting there hurling sandwiches back and forth at each other. You can't have that. After the get out, get the fuck out of my way, spot. He goes to tend to the table, and Abyss follows him. Throws him back in. He pays for it by taking a chair for the fa- chair to the face. 
to being on the receiving end of a leg drop through that table. Like the big guy is the first one to get moving. He crawls away. Gets the, gets the bag attacks. Meanwhile, Sabu's got his chair wrapped in barbed wire. Mitchell gets on the apron, uses his big, beautiful cane to prevent him from using that chair. You do love that big, beautiful cane of James Mitchell, you freak. It's pretty shiny, man. Yeah, I know. You spent all night polishing it, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and Abyss delivers a nasty choke slam to Sabu on the tax and only gets a two. That fucking pissed me off. <laughs> Come on. I was like, that made me so mad. I, I, I checked to see how much time was left in the events. Doesn't look like you took very many tacks. Maybe that's why. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So Sabu does another one of them springboard splashes. Sits with the chop. Seems like he hurt his hand. Sabu goes for the camel clutch. Like a half clutch. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Which ends in a rope break. In a no DQ match. Here, guys, here's tacks and barbed wires and chairs wrapped in barbed wires and arms wrapped in barbed wires, and you guys do whatever the fuck you want. But if you touch the rope, release the hold. I hate it, man. Not good. Why would you, why would you release the hold? You can't be disqualified. You're right. Well, Biss goes for the P-bomb on the barbed wire chair, doesn't get it, but connects with the B-hole slam. On it gets the win. That must hurt. Yeah, and then afterwards he remembers he's scared of barbed wire. A lot right. of inconsistencies in his fear. And I got to give it to Sabu. He lays it all on the line out there. He's looking pretty good. You know, Sabu. Yeah. We we saw Sabu. Like, oh yeah. Uh, depending on when you see him in his career, it's uh, you know varying levels of sloppiness but he's he's been real crisp in his uh like he has a sloppy style but it looks good if that makes yeah. sense yeah so the big guy is freaking out about the barbed wire and he runs away <laughs> it's, pretty it's, funny. Yeah, it's just silly man you just slammed him on the barbed wire and pinned him on the barbed wire and then you remember oh shit that's right i'm scared of the barbed wire and like no no a little bit more consistency in your story here it's fucking chugging butts all right next up we got aj and uh pd williams about time pd got an exhibition title shot nice little package and in the back we got branch with aj so styles he's uh he's not pleased with what happened there at the end of that ex- extreme elimination match you got anything on this Nah, i didn't really promo was was it was kind of a toss away segment. It was, it was interesting to see you know him say you know I didn't care for what just happened and all that kind of stuff. You know, just furthering his good guy nature. The thing that I did take away, they left that, and then back in the booth, they talk about how TNA Wrestling has four of the top twenty titles in the sports DVD categories. All right. You're not impressed by that? No. You know how big the sports DVD category is? At this point, I think I was still at, was I still at the video? No, I was gone from the video store. But I can tell you this, at the video store that I was at, 
you know what sports DVDs we got? Uh, you probably got the 2005 Minnesota Vikings recap. No. No, we did not. We got WrestleMania, right? It was wrestling, man. And the Rumble the o- and Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, those were the only sports DVDs that ever came into the store. You didn't get the season recap for the New England Patriots. You watched it. The only people that get those are the the fans of the Patriots, right? They're not they're not releasing NFL follies every year. That's true. So, so to, t- to tout it, you have do, four in the top twenty. <laughs> so yeah, that's one quarter. So right. the other three quarters are probably federation titles, I would imagine. Federation titles, right? I mean, I I just sports DVDs do not move. Wrestling DVDs, sure. But just to say that you have four in the top 20, it's so silly. Like, oh, man, we got, we would have had five, but Babe Winkleman, fishing on ice, came in at 20, like, knocked it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fishing is a big, big draw in Minnesota. So there's that. Yeah. uh, it's silly. Never <laughs> <laughs> thought he'd be making a guest appearance here on our show, but I don't even know well, if Babe Winkleman. Do you think that's a national name? <laughs> you think listeners Babe? outside of Minnesota know Babe Winkleman? Oh man, I bet he's probably a fishing legend. You know, they like right. to fish down on the coast. Yeah, so maybe but, he's a but know, it's a different down by kind the impact of, zone. Maybe it's a different kind of fishing on by the impact zone. <laughs> Like ocean fishing? Right. Yeah, they got bigger fish over there for sure. Different fish, yeah. Yeah. Man, this this next one here, this uh, might be my match of the night. Next yeah, division it's, title. It's got my favorite spot of the night in it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah hell yes, it does. <laughs> All right, lots of action here. You got roll-ups, lock-ups, arm drags, reversals. All those are real cheap. AJ's got the early advantage until he rakes his eyes. <laughs> and we get, is, is it the flying man? First one? Is that your, your spot of the show? <laughs> yes. You want to take it away? It is fucking amazing. <laughs> it is. So, the... The opening action, stuff like that, all of it's working well. These two are working good together. And then AJ goes for one of those dives, those flip dives over the top rope onto the floor. And he fucks his own ass so hard on the guardrail. <laughs> it was like he it was like he was trying to sit down on it, <laughs> flips over, and just it was it was hilarious, man. It was hilarious. Like, I felt bad for him because, like, I, I've told the story before when J-Bo need me in, in the asshole so hard I pissed my pants. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any way he didn't piss his pants the way he hit that guardrail. <laughs> and Petey, at Petey's defense, right, he's probably supposed to catch him, but he's like the shortest guy on the roster. And he just flies over Petey. He, like, kind of bounces off of him. <laughs> and, yeah, ass right on the guardrail into the crowd. Looks great, but yeah. must have hurt. Had to have. So, and, I mean, he's coming in there. At, I mean, he's coming in there 100 miles an hour. 
<laughs> it is pretty funny. You can feel bad for him, but you, you, it was you, it was too funny not to laugh. Right. I mean, that's what that's what you get. Right. I mean, you, that's the that's what happens when you take the risks, man. So the ref tosses out a one after some interference. Williams grabs the flag. He's in control. Hits a slingshot Rana to the floor. That looked good. Yeah, these guys these guys work real well together. It's nice to see him in a one on one. Yes. Rolls the back of the ring, stands on his package. Oh, Canada. And then AJ hits that pay layout of nowhere, makes it come back. Goes for the clash. Shunned into a DDT. Leg sweep, and then another one of those. I mean, he's getting a little better at it, but still not a great sharpshooter. His sharpshooter's better than the Canadian Destroyer. You are wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. All right, don't, don't, don't you fucking do me to me. All right, you're not to me, so don't you do me to me. His, you want to do me? Is fucking? Are you saying you want to be me doing you? <laughs> is that what I is that what I'm hearing you say right now? Okay, a Bret Hart sharpshooter is great. Maybe rivals a Canadian destroyer, but we're talking are, apples and no, oranges no, no, here, no, no, man. No, 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 no. One's a sub, and one's the most devastating move that there is. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> They're different types of holds, man. You can't compare them. You just, you just said maybe, maybe a Bret Hart sharpshooter is better than a Canadian destroyer. Did you maybe. just start watching wrestling, you asshole? Man, uh, no, 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 because you know you are absolutely you wrong. Are absolutely There's no way. Wrong. One I is a hold con- and one is a maneuver. I can't continue they being your things. friend if you believe the Canadian Destroyer is better than the Sharpshooter. <sighs> okay, fine. For the sake of our friendship and the show, I take it back. Thank you. Well, one's a hold, one's a maneuver, man. They're I don't give a fuck. Things. I don't care things. what they are, man. It's like saying, okay, this is, this is a, 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 I don't know, some classy Rolls Royce. And then you got a Toyota Tercel. And you're like, well, you can't compare them. They're different vehicles. No, they're both cars. They both belong on the road. No, it's like comparing a Rolls Royce to a... Submarine? A, a John Deere. Yeah, or a submarine. They're different things, <laughs> no, but they all travel. Yes. Submarine and Rolls Royces aren't inside the wrestling ring. A Bret Hart sharpshooter will... Uh, any sharpshooter. <laughs> I put you in a sharpshooter. It's better than the Canadian Destroyer. like to see you try. I will fuck you up. All right, well, I hit a nerve there. Well, Styles eventually... It's a slingshot forearm and hits a clash from the top. Get the win. Pretty exciting match. I mean, there's very little bullshit, which I know you appreciate. Yeah. I do appreciate the little bullshit. We get Joe out there. They do the old stare down. That's going to be a good feud moving forward. I can taste it. Oh, can you taste it? <laughs> like the stinger telling uh, Lord Steven he can, he can taste him. Oh, yeah, I can taste you. 
watch you so bad I can taste I watch you so bad I can taste you. Come here, Joe. <laughs> Let me taste you. I'm just going to lick you. <laughs> lick my love pump. Oh, man. The announcer's talking about Christian. Christian. Oh. That was a pretty good song. I agree. Christian's a good character, you know. But, man, we made it. We got a video package for the main event to the last match of the season. Good. We got French in the back with 3D and Rhino. Says they haven't seen nothing yet. They talk about being buried and AMW pissing on their graves, but they didn't finish the job. Rhino says he was cheated out of that title, and tonight's all about revenge. Then we get a testify. Testify. They say goodbye to Eddie. That's a nice touch. Got yep. Eddie on the wrist, the, the wrist tape. So here it is, man. Three on three. We got AMW and Double J taking on 3D and Rhino. This is an impact main event. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're like a Raw's War main event leading into the blow-off at the pay-per-view. This should have been split into two matches. I don't know Absolutely. Yep. Should have been tag team match and championship match. Right. Because we got the world champion and the tag team champion. I don't, no stakes here. Just all about revenge, I guess. So the heels are in different parts of the arena here, and they call out their opponents. They're brawling the crowds. Pretty How much you... exclusively Rhino and Double J and the Doodleys and the AMW anyways. Yeah, exactly. How did you feel about that? I kind of liked that. The heels come out and they just... What? The heels run to run to the crowd. Make the faces come to them. I, I thought it was... like I, I don't like this match as your pay-per-view main event when you have the tag team champions and the world championship. Uh, but... The start, I I kind of dig. I kind of dug that. Like if it's a if it's no you know no rules and all that shit, anything goes. As the heels just like essentially running into the crowd and making them come to you, I thought it was a, it was a nice way to start. It was a nice touch. It's kind of kind of original. I mean, yeah. We got a melee. This whole thing's kind of a melee. <laughs> you write down melee because that's exactly what I wrote down too. It's a melee. <laughs> A storm. He takes a big fall early on. Gets tossed over the announce table. I don't know if he was supposed to go through that or what the deal was there. But Double J and Rhino battle into the chairs and into the bleachers. And uh, meanwhile, Bubba nails Harris with the chair. A lot of devastating action in this one. I'll try to just cover the highest spots here. Double J gets. Slammed through the Spanish announce table. Have we had a Spanish announce table this whole time? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I think uh, they've had a Spanish announce team. Because you remember when Hector Hector Garza was it? No, was it Hector Garza that won the? Yeah, that was the, like the first show we got interviewed by that that uh, Latino fella. What the hell was his name? Jack. What was it? Something Jack. I don't remember, man. It was a long time ago. I haven't seen him since. Moody, Moody Jack? 
That sounds right. Yeah, I think it was Moody Jack. So, yeah, they've had a, a Spanish Mounds team. I just don't know that they've had the table. <laughs> they were just fucking bricks and didn't give them a table. <laughs> like, yeah, you guys can call the action, but uh, you're going to have to stand. Here's a take for you. I give this, uh, what did you call him? The Spanish Mounds guy? Moody Jack. I give Moody Jack the announcer of the year by default. Yeah, yes. the <laughs> the I mean, we'll cover it in the rap show, but I think you're probably right. I would probably enjoy listening to Moody Jack call the action in Spanish more than I've enjoyed Mike TNA calling the action this entire run of episodes. Oh, well, we're almost done here, man. Home stretch. Yeah, the world champion Double J and Rhino battling down the ramp. Meanwhile, Storm throws a bottle at Bubba and missed. Devon pegs Harris with the bell. Now Bubba has Wait, a cheese grater. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> you fucking peg. This is the second show in a row we've seen somebody get pegged. Watch Team 3D go three deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pegging in the main event. <laughs> Bubba's got a cheese grater. Storm takes that. Both the Cowboys are a bloody mess. Set up a table, and AMW make a comeback. Bubba takes a low blow with that grater. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. A... No? You ever you had like a cheese grater? Rub gr- it around, it might. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, you sort of say No. You ever had a cheese grater? Do you own a cheese grater? Not currently. Okay. But you've you've had one. You've been around cheese graters I've had in, one. Your, yeah. in your times. Yeah. So if you take a cheese grater and you rub it against your your flesh, it's going to hurt. But if you run up against a pair of pants, it's just going to kind of tickle. <laughs> so, so he's essentially, he's tickling his balls is what he's doing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A cheese grater on the nards, unless the nards are exposed, does not hurt. You can't, expo- you can't expose the nards, man. Not even for the sake of the cheese grater? Not the impact zone. Well, then they not shouldn't venue. be doing that. They shouldn't be doing that spot. <laughs> unless you're going to show me some nuts. <laughs> Don't do the cheese grater to the Buells. All right. Well, Storm just destroys the doodlies with the chair. Rhino nails Double J with the driver on the ramp. They're getting nasty here, man. Sets up the table for the gore. Then AMW makes the save. Finally gets back in the ring. Bubba Ray hits a bomb. Takes a large plow from Double J. Then a stroke. Then we get a gore for a two. Again, these guys don't know when to end the match, but that's all right. Yeah. Rhino gets hit in the package. Or no, he gets his package rammed into the post. Yeah, it's that AMW double lift or double lift and post a guy. I like that move. And then they hit what's a kind of a callback to that heart attack, heart foundation, tangent move. Yeah. They set up the table and then 3D ends up putting them through the table and they get the win. After the match, Rhino gets clubbed with a guitar. Christian saves the faces and reveals a TNA shirt. Well, I mean, 
you kind of undersold that. As much as I don't like the finish, it was a little, there's a little bit more to it. Gail oh, Kim got yeah, in the give ring, it to right? me, man. Oh, I'll fucking give it to you right now. Give it to uh, me. Yeah, it's last match of the year, man. Yeah, Gail Kim slid in the ring, right? She's a she's oh, a yeah. fuck. Oh yeah, she's a ripe tomato. If you ever seen a ripe tomato before, she's one. And oh, she goes yeah. to low blow, Bubba, and I guess Bubba somehow either has eyes in the back of his head or out his asshole because <laughs> through some power he just he knows it's coming and catches her low blow. I hated that. Uh, they go on the attack. They get the fucking. They get the three D. Who they three? Did they three D Gail Kim? No. Son of the Cowboys for the win. No, but after the match. Oh, after the match. I think they get Demore. Canada, yeah, Team no. Canada, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Team Canada runs down. They attack. They fight back. Christian comes out. Christian comes out. Double J, double J splits. And then they're all wondering, you know, they're wondering what's going on. He unveils it's, uh, you know, he's going to wear a regular TNA shirt, not a TNA shirt. And it's the swerve. It's a very obvious swerve. You saw it coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was a little bit active. It seemed like a weird thing to end your show on. Again, this is what you, this is your go home show. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. This is absolutely your 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 raw or nitro event, yeah. or yeah, absolutely. So they're doing it wrong in TNA. They're doing it wrong. Well, that's it, man. But I don't care what they fucking do anymore. Because guess what? I don't have to watch TNA anymore, bitch. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna give you a quick epilogue here of how all how this plays out. So, Joe defeats AJ for the X Division title and then keeps that undefeated streak going for a year. Double J holds, holds the title until against all odds and loses it to Christian. Within the next year, we see a bunch of big stars either join or rejoin TNA with like Stinger, Kurt Angle, Big right. Papa. The beef with Raven and Larry Legend culminates in a hair versus hair match. <laughs> That's pretty rad. And then the next month. I might as well spoil it here because we're not covering it. Larry Legend loses a loser leaves town match to EY. To EY, huh? Yeah, to EY. I guess uh, you got into it with him. Huh. And TNA would, would begin to branch out, do some traveling, get out of the impact zone, and move it into arenas, find more paying people. And I guess led by this debut of Gail Kim, the ladies start getting some matches, eventually lead to the knockouts division. division yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ruling out we'll revisit TNA down the road. It's just we need to take a step away from it for now. Yeah, man. So I uh, want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. This is coming out on Christmas. Our next show oh. is going to be a... It's Christmas Day? Oh, yeah. Well, the reason for the season is pleasing. So why don't you grab your cheese grater and come on over? Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a cheese grater, man. You just asked me about that. I got a spare. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well we're going to be hitting you next time with a recap of what we just covered, and we're going to tell you where we're going next, which is someplace else. <laughs> someplace much better. <laughs> <laughs> On the 
thank you all for joining us. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All that jazz. I'm Big Bags. Bitch. I'm a handsome Kevin. It's a light one in there. Slide one in there. Slide one in there. Right, your stocking. Stuff that stocking so full. Fill that stocking up all the way to the top. Make that stocking overflow.